this baby up and running here. Nice. Got a whole hour a little, of it. A little fire watch going on. It's great. Uh, hey, well, everybody, welcome to a half-empty bowl of dude soup, or our half-full. How you look at it? I'm more of a pessimist. That's the, the good one, right? right? See that? Nope, that's oh. a bad one. That's half empty. I um, never understood that because it's like if it's right in the middle, isn't it both? Wow, that's so Gandhi-esque of you. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't came know. up with that. I came up with that when I was in kindergarten. So you didn't come up with any. This is John Smith, by the way. John, say hello to the audience. Howdy. Uh, and then Adam, why don't you say hello? Hello, I'm Adam. And then I am Bruce. I will be your host for today while Lawrence is out, and uh, James and Elise are also out. Is the uh, gameplay muted? Uh, I didn't there, mute there's it. Some, there's some talking in it, so you uh, might want to actually... I, I turned it... They'll be talking over us. No, yeah. Okay, so I, t I turned it way down, so hopefully okay. like, if you, you can see the video capture device there. Right. It's going to just sound like people are having a conversation behind us. Hopefully here, hopefully it's... I can, I can mute just, it. We don't need to listen to Firewatch. We just want to look at Firewatch. We're watching Firewatch. We're not actually playing it. We're just watching it. Uh, it that will become clear later in the podcast. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Dude Soup's brought to you by Blue Apron and Casper. Check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash soup. these chairs. Did you just man. fart? No, no it's these chairs. Um, they're leathery. I, 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 I'm I, not getting I, it. I would, no, it, well, it's these pants. You have to own these pants. Oh. You want to trade? <laughs> man, I, do you hate that whenever... Wait, hold on. Sit? I got to finish this pre-roll. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Casper is sponsoring this episode of Dude Soup. Get $50 off your mattress when you go to casper.com slash dudesoup and enter promo code dude soup. All right, you can continue now. No, I'm yeah. just saying, there's always that moment where you're sitting in a leather chair and you lean just slightly and everyone goes, dude, did you fire? No, 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 just lean, watch. And you go, and then you, can't and then you cannot recreate <laughs> it. You just look like a wild man. That's because you farted. Yeah, because <sighs> that's good. And now, and it doesn't smell yeah. though. It's just well, it's just, no. I didn't fart. I was like, I just think like Loki's in the background, just kind of like, <laughs> gotcha, <laughs> trickster. I think it smells great. I didn't it, fart. Yeah, no, I went to the bathroom right before this, so I wouldn't do that. Adam smells good. He smells good. <laughs> I do smell good. I go out of my way to smell good for you guys. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna tackle the first. Oh, new story of the day. Oh boy, new story um, of the year, baby. Yeah, this is. I mean, well, it's one of one of a few things that he has done recently. So PewDiePie was streaming uh, PUBG, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, I believe yesterday. It was a Sunday, um, and he was streaming, just playing along with his friends and having a good time. And I uh, used the N word. <laughs> he uh, shouted it at somebody after they did something like stupid or mm. whatever in, in in the game. Uh, hard R as well. Hard R. Use the N-word, hard R. Uh, and uh, and then immediately apologized for it. I don't know if he apologized. He did. He said sorry. He, he was he was like, oh, I'm really sorry. And then he, and then, and then he called that same player an asshole. So he used the N-word, apologized. <laughs> then he called the same player an asshole. But I, I, it apologized was, and said he didn't mean it in a It's bad that way. sort of thing where like... You're yelling... I don't know. I, well, look, well, it's, I, like, it's like when you're apologizing for someone being stupid. It's like... Maybe but yeah. You're yeah. You're at you know some guy cuts you off and you go motherfucker. I'm sorry, but f fuck that guy. Right, right. And that, you're and not apologizing. Uh, maybe you are. I don't know. That's kind of well. Then that's so that, that's what happened in the clip. Um, and uh, just so, for some context on uh, PewDiePie this year, this comes after the stunt where uh, Pewds paid people on a service called Fiverr to hold up a sign saying "Death to all Jews," and was let out of his contract with Disney's maker shortly thereafter. Um. So uh, that's just kind of another thing that I think has caused waves in the media recently. Uh, Throw it on the pyre. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So back to the N-word. Uh, game developer Campo Santo, uh, developer Firewatch, the game we're watching right now, uh, has decided to file a DMCA takedown of any Firewatch gameplay PewDiePie has uploaded to his channel and any future Campo Santo games PewDiePie might play on his channel as well, mm -hmm. which means they don't want to be associated with PewDiePie. It's, it's basically what they're saying because of this most recent... 
uh, I guess, offense mm-hmm. by PewDiePie, which is kind of interesting. And well, we'll, I, I, we'll was, that, I was watching it unfold online and um, John Bain, a.k.a. Total Biscuit, was mm. doing – he did the uh, smart thing and was actually – uh, reaching out to lawyers of saying, is this legal? Yeah. Because uh, as he, he calls them online, uh, we, we call them like armchair attorneys and stuff like that. But it's like the people on Twitter want to tell you how the law works. Uh, yep. He calls them lawlers. <laughs> like, hey, that's clever. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Pretty good. But there's a lot of, there, there's, we see this a lot with like fair use and stuff like that. Where people go, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. And so a lot of people saying, that's not right. You can't do that. And all the lawyers agree. It's their IP. They can do whatever they want. Yep. And this entire, uh, little industry that we work in is sort of a sort of a handshake agreement. It's not. There's no contract. It is. We have no deal. It really yep. is. Uh, the the IP holders can at any time say no dice. Yeah, we'll, which we'll, is crazy. We will get to that stuff a little more. We'll be able to elaborate a little more on the DMCA stuff with uh, Campo Santo here in a second. But uh, I just kind of wanted to you know talk about the PewDiePie stuff. So to PewDiePie's credit, uh, the video that was that was his stream is no longer available to watch on his channel. Uh, presumably because he feels bad that he said it. I mean, like, I'm sure I'm sure that he does. Um, that said, the video is all over the internet because it was a live stream. People have ripped it. They mm-hmm. put it all over Twitter and all that other stuff. Um, he's the biggest YouTuber in the world with 57 million subscribers. And obviously, he always has the spotlight. We always talk about this. Uh, Funhouse does. Always has a spotlight on him regardless of what he's doing. Uh, I just recently got a tweet. Somebody, re- they I think they just kind of tweeted at me and said, how does it feel to be a role model? And it was <laughs> weird I was because I was like, oh, boy. Um... And like I wrote back to the to the guy, I said, "Well, it's not number one. It feels weird, and number two, it is a responsibility that I try and live up to because I know it's I know it exists. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm a role model for a lot of people, and just in the sense that there are people that watch and go like, oh yeah, like. But you could be like John and I, where we're a role model for maybe just one person. Yeah, for who? A lot of people who do like eating contests <laughs> look up to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I mean, it's, it's true though. This like they they see you, they see you guys, they see us, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, if he did that, then I'm going to do that too." Because fuck it, he did it, so it's okay. I mean, like, and it, I know that's like the most basic of things you learn in kindergarten, but it's absolutely true. Um, yeah. And, and and right now, people look to PewDiePie as a role model. A lot of people do. It was, and it, it was and, like when Barney the dinosaur ran over that mailman. I thought, oh, we can do that now. Uh, did he yeah. run over a mailman? It may have been a dream. Killed, killed a mailman. I had a lot of fever dream as a kid. <laughs> One time I thought I was a rug rat. <laughs> Continue, uh, please. No, that's fine. Uh, they looked to PewDiePie as a trendsetter, that kind of stuff. I don't know if that's something he's ever really wanted, though. I, I don't know if that was something he, like, anticipated or even wants to accept the responsibility for. Uh, sh- show me a person who wants to be a role model. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. I want to meet that guy who goes, I want people to look up to me. Yeah. yeah. I want responsibility. <laughs> yeah, no. No, it's, it's true. So, I mean, like, and I... I get the sense, and just for for context and with Funhouse, we like PewDiePie. I like I try and keep up with his content because I think he's fucking hilarious. Um, and just I like this, his hair. I well, I don't like his hair, I like his beard, I like his face. I think generally he's just a good-looking guy. But okay. uh, but regardless, good characters. <laughs> um, uh, regardless, Very I mean surface level, I like it. He uh, <laughs> well, he strikes me as a guy who is just sort of like you know what, fuck, it, I'm gonna make what I want, and I and then you know I'll I guess. Consequences be damned. Maybe not always he thinks that way. I, th- I think mm. with the uh, the death to all Jews thing, he apologized for that. Uh, he came out. And he's like, I'm really sorry if the words offended people. That wasn't that wasn't my intention. Mm. Um, so I, I think he knows that that exists. But at the same time, he wants to make what he wants to make, which is totally fine. Uh, either way, that's the world we live in right now. So when you start putting yourself in the public eye, like we have done, and PewDiePie and everybody else, you got to start being more careful about what you say and do. Uh, 
I, I can only imagine how PewDiePie feels uh, because he's got so many people watching. And now everybody is waiting to get him. Like yeah. they're all waiting just to pounce on him. Well, it's the, uh, the age old thing where they said like, no one's life would ever survive under a microscope. Yeah. No matter yes, who you are. Exactly. So it's, it's much more fun to be part of the peanut gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's less lucrative. It, uh, that's yeah, for absolutely, sure. Absolutely, absolutely. But but you have freedom. You can do what you want, say yeah. what you want for the most part. Yeah. And people aren't gonna they're not gonna come after you because you're not famous or you're not in the public public eye or whatever yeah. else. So yeah. I can see that. I once again, I, I'm not. I I won't defend someone using. No, 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 not at all. A uh, a racial slur as such. Yeah. The only I, I keep anytime these sort of things happen, I try to do the thing where I stand in the middle and go, okay, let's try to see. The first place my mind went was cultural, cultural differences. I forget. I often forget that America is not the center of the universe and that certain words are used differently. I've, I've had friends from the UK who are like, oh, yeah, we use these sort of we you they've actually said they use the N word like here and there. And they're like, yeah, we use it, it doesn't really mean much to yeah. us. And I was like, really? That's I, I mean, it's it's like, well, there's already a really uncomfortable conversation so, it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, for me. But that's yeah. just because that's the sort of that's the world. I don't know. It's what I've grown up around. Right. Um, so I took it as that, but then also, I, it's so weird. I was thinking back, I, I've said some really dumb things. I have made a lot of curses, especially while playing games. That's probably the one word I've never said. Yeah. I mean, like you kind of stay away from that, especially like if you're streaming, yeah. <laughs> um, and stuff like that. I, I, that's not, yeah, that's just not something that I would say either. I, but I yeah. think that's because like Adam and I, we grew up here in Southern California and that wasn't, that was not an acceptable word here. Uh, at all. Well, I grew up in San Diego. Right. Which is very right wing, if yeah. you didn't realize. Yeah. Uh, sure. And I grew up in a Christian community. Yeah. A lot of racists, a lot of homophobes. <laughs> really? I grew up with, yeah. Okay. So I grew up hearing a lot of stuff. Yeah. And people just, and, and that was the thing is some people were like hateful about it and other people were just insensitive yep. and lacked empathy. Yes. And so, you know, I'm not, I'm not defending no, no, no. Either way, yeah. but you know, some people are have hate in their hearts, and other people just lack empathy. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I was, I, I was gonna say just to go on the record, I don't think personally, me personally, I don't think PewDiePie's a racist. I've never thought that about him. That's yeah. that's not what I think. Uh, but sorry, go ahead, Adam. Oh no, no, I was just gonna say it. It is a foreign thing to me, and I I realize it in a lot of ways. It's, it, it all comes from like the way people are brought up. Um, so I can see someone in like the deep south being raised and be like. You don't talk to those people, and you can use this word. And it's okay. I never had that talk. Me either. It was more of like your dad's not coming this weekend. Get used to it. <laughs> Jeez. So that was more of my life, and it was more of like, can I watch X Men this weekend? No, you're cleaning the house. So, um, we. I don't know. Like I. I also grew up in L.A., where it's kind of a multicultural thing. So it was just like that. Just never really happened. I don't. Know, I like grew up with a lot of. Like, uh, I grew up in a very, like, it's L.A., so it's, like, a lot of Latino sort of stuff. Like, yeah. Jess's whole family is, like, Mexican and Spanish and all that stuff. So it's, like, that's sort of the world I know. Mm-hmm. Um, L.A. is a big city. And there's a yeah. lot of cultures here. And so that, that we didn't really have a, a racial divide like that, but I still am aware of it. For sure. And it's still yeah. one of those things where, like, even as a kid, you're like, hey, you don't use that. You just don't use that word. No, man. yeah. And that was yeah. that was one of the first things. I got lucky. My parents were normal. So they were they would tell me, like, we, we accept everyone. Uh, regardless of skin color or whatever else. Um, and we just don't use those sorts of words. We don't use those sorts of slurs and stuff like that because it's rude. Um, and you accept people for their for their character, not for their, you know, uh, their race or their gender or whatever else. Yeah. Um, 
And so that, so I got lucky. <laughs> like, I, and I think that's kind of what, what Adam was getting at earlier is that mm. uh, like, obviously the word, the N word has a lot of power and history and negative connotation in the US, but in different parts of the world, I mean, I can't speak to PewDiePie's uh, environment when he was growing up. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, so it, it definitely could be different. Well, that's where the, the whole thing struck me as, this is where it gets really sort of interesting. It's like, so what happens? So th- I remember there was a there was like a it was like a Chinese streamer a while ago. She didn't understand English at all, and someone like paid her. They like donated her ever for her to play a song, and it was just the most horrific. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And she was just sort of like, yeah. And it's like she didn't know. Yeah. And so like I can't get mad at her, but that was also that's a, that's a obviously uh, Felix has a grasp of the English language, but maybe not so much of the different cultures. Yeah. Um. Maybe. And so, but then. So as far as I know, Campo Santo is an American company. Um, so I just I thought the whole story was really interesting where an American company is getting mad at a Swedish Let's player who's living in London or England, mm-hmm. dropping a word uh, that is very much frowned upon and uh, has very much negative connotation, so much to the point that they are issuing issuing a legal takedown yeah. of gameplays. I thought that, that to me were, was the more interesting part of the story because that affects us. Yeah. Well, yeah, it affects all Let's Players. And it's, it's really crazy to think that... It, I think we've gotten very comfortable in the last few years, but I just... I don't know. Every time Sega or anyone would pull the shit... It, thank, thank goodness it's very much in the Let's Player favor. Um, I'm really glad. I'm very fortunate. Uh, or um, I'm always happy that game companies take the stand of, oh, no, no, please play our game. Please share it. Monetize it. Do what you will. Totally fine. Yeah. Like... Uh, Rockstar has always been really supportive of us. They have, um, true. even for, during the for YouTube. GTA, yeah. Well, yeah, and even during the YouTube uh, adpocalypse thing, they reached out to us and said, "Are you guys okay? Anything we can do? We want to make sure your guys' stuff is monetizing." So yeah. it's like, that's really cool. Yeah, that companies will do that. It's weird. It's it's a weird situation we're in um, because we have companies like that that are sort of, I guess they're they're like, uh, you know, like judging. They're judge, jury, and executioner. Mm-hmm. Of this kind of thing, and they can be because it's their IP. It's their IP. Uh, they can do whatever they want. I. But before we move on to that, just really quickly, I wanted to say like, um, I, I all the stuff we talked about with PewDiePie and you know like how he maybe how he grew up and how the word might be different out there for him, etc. Uh, regardless, he's got a very large responsibility because he's watched by so many people across the world. Yeah. Um, and it it just becomes a matter of how he acts in public versus private. Uh, and it may be acceptable with his friends or whatever else, or even with his family, who knows. Um, but then once you get on the internet, it becomes a little different. Uh, and it's, like I said, I, a lot of people have kind of jumped on the bandwagon of calling him a, just a racist, and I don't think he is. I, I have never thought that. Um, I just believe he has I, on, to be more careful about what he says and does. On That's the flip all. side, a lot of his audience has been defending him and saying, like, he did nothing wrong. It's like, you're, it's okay to be critical of people who you respect of or course. look up to. Yeah, you can course. say, yeah, that's a fuck up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe could have used better judgment there. You're allowed to say that. Absolutely. It, you are. I mean, we're, it's okay. You don't, you don't have to blindly follow someone, especially if, uh, I mean, we can't speak for Felix PewDiePie, um, if he wants to be a role model, but I, I don't, I, I can tell you right now, I don't want to be a role model. Yep. Please don't look up to me. Well, because we're Please all, fuck, we're all fuck don't. Ups. <laughs> we're all fuck ups. We're all, you know, human. What is it? Pobody's nerfed. Yep. So never heard that before. It's really uh, clever. <laughs> um, and take that. It's, just, it's, it's well, it was like somebody somebody had it as a tattoo in a show, and I always thought it was funny. Oh, it was a uh, metalocalypse. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, but I, I mean, you know, we're not, none of us are in itself role models, but when we continue to put ourselves in the public spotlight, uh, we kind of have to think about that stuff yeah. when we get on and and play games or 
make comedy or do whatever we're doing. Um, it's uh, it's very important to think about that stuff. So, all right, sorry. Moving on to the Campo Santo DMC takes down take down stuff. I was just gonna say. Oh, yeah, uh, please, go I ahead. don't know about you guys, but all of my childhood heroes turned out to be monsters. Like <laughs> so, wait, who, who? Like Bill Cosby? Wait, what about Adam uh, West? Like Bill Cosby and a lot of people from my personal life. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, I'm so sorry. Just, I'm sorry uh, no, I'm just saying if you like instead of you know holding people up on this pedestal. It will break down if you hold them up there. So just remember that everyone's human. Everyone makes mistakes. A lot of people are bad people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like, and like I said, I don't think PewDiePie is a bad person. Yeah, no. In the very least. Uh, I've never thought that. I always like to but. think if you were drowning, would this person throw me a life preserver? Or would they walk away mm -hmm. and like laugh? Yeah, that's a, that's a good judge of character, I think. It's, um, yeah, yeah. did you see It this weekend? I did. Okay, I, I won't talk about it too much. We're going to save it for Filmhouse, but... Um, did you ever see the original It, Bruce, the, the TV I, show? I never did. I know. Oh I, my god. I, yeah, I don't. Oh, I kind of know what it's about, but not, not really. Stephen King does this really good thing where he goes really far with bullies, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and okay. the bullies are ho like homicidal. I always think of like, man, fuck those people. Yeah. Where I mean, like they, they whip out a knife and start carving this guy's name into a fat kid's stomach. Oh. And like, what a fucking asshole. And like, so I, I like looking at the, like the Stephen King uh, like litmus test of like, where do you fall? Yeah. <laughs> Are you the stuttering kid who's going to throw some rocks at the bullies? Or are you going to be uh, carving your initials? And uh, That's like pure evil. No, exactly. Yeah. It, it's it's one of those things, too, where yeah, I'm just – or like a, like just super shitty adults. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like people who abuse their, their position of power of being an authority figure and saying, oh, wait, I can get away with this. Like, fuck those people. Those yeah. are the people who are always like, you're very evil. Um a guy who lets out a racial slur while screaming, like, probably not pure evil. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> go on record and <laughs> say good. that one. That's good. Um, <laughs> misguided, maybe. Sure. Um, it, it's like, yeah, this is the the conversation I'm gonna be having with my stepson right now, and be like, son, we don't use that word. Right. And he'd be like, why, dad? You're like, well, we just don't. And I go, you know, might 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 hurt somebody more than you understand right now Correct. because there's a lot of struggles that. Uh, Someone may have gone through that you don't understand, but you need to have empathy for this sort of stuff. Um, but not to say, so here's, here's the other side of it. I, I didn't want to linger on this, this thing for too long. <laughs> Fun. You can do this in a smart way. Louis C.K. has gotten away with it. He did a whole bit on the, he said the N word. He goes, I hate when you say that because now you put the word in my head. Yeah, yeah. And then he drops the hard R over and over, but he's doing it in a educational and a funny way. Yeah. It's clever. And um, it, it probably could offend some people. I'm sure it's offended some people. Sure. But he, he I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. There's it, a certain context. That is that is a smart way of performing comedy. Uh, South Park can get away with it. Very risky. It's yes. very, very risky. Right, South Park did the whole thing, the the, the Naggers yep. bit very, with Jeopardy. And, oh, yeah. I mean, very, there's even the part where it's the missing letter and you see the camera guy move his head over and you're like, use the audience like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that is, a, I mean, like, and the, that's the kind of stuff that I feel like, and it, funny, funny enough, PewDiePie is in those ranks. Like he, he is at the top of of YouTube, yeah. and a, I mean, millions and millions of people know him, just like South Park, just like Louis C.K. So it's uh, it's interesting to see the backlash on YouTube and also the context, like we've talked about, versus South Park and versus Louis C.K. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, they're all on the same level, I would say. They're, I, they're I just I feel like professional comedians and shows. Are better at it. <laughs> well, they've been probably, they've probably been around it longer. Yeah, you know, like they've probably been doing it longer and knowing that 
they got to be well, really careful. Well, yeah, I mean, like it goes Jeez. back to the... Yeah, and they don't do it out of impulse. It's written on a script. They, yeah, yeah, right. And they thought about it and really, like, figured out a way to deliver it. Yeah. yeah. It's... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's very, very few comedians and shows can get away with this sort of stuff. And they're usually... It's the things like the Rick and Mortys or the South Parks or the Louis C.K.'s. And it... I, I we were, Bruce and I were talking about this before. But this is how Kramer's career ended. Yep. <laughs> and because... Because the way he did it was not very funny. Michael Richards. Yeah. Michael Richards, yeah. yeah, and it was, and he, yeah, he had to do the big apology thing, but he never recovered. No. Not that he needed to. He's got Seinfeld royalties. He's fine, but that—that's the sort of thing that could that damage his career. Yeah, and, and that was, it's and crazy. Also the context of that too, like he was on stage and he was trying to do a comedy set, but like when you watch it, it just comes off as angry. It just comes off as angry. Doesn't well, it, I think it was. Didn't they do that in Curb Your Enthusiasm where they brought him on? And someone made him mad, and he's like, I wish I could say a word that makes you as mad as I'm <laughs> mad right now as you're making me feel. And, like, that was the whole, yeah. like, they explained that he was mad and he acted out of anger. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so that's a, I mean, I think that, that's good that he had that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Two ten, ten years later. Yeah. Up. But, I mean, like, when you watch the video, it's just like this yeah, it's like screaming the N-word. <gasps> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, and then there's no defending that. Like, right. like you can't. You can be like, no, no, I meant it another way. Like, right. That's not it just that wasn't the case. So um, anyways, moving on. Yeah. yeah move on to so, the. By the uh, way, you're really good at this game. Yeah, I know. Aren't I? I, I've been playing at the table the whole time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. So this is a uh, firewatch. No, no one's good at firewatch. <laughs> this is yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> is this really all it is? Is do like aliens it. come or something? I, I, I actually don't or know. Or the you twist. pick up trash. I think you're dealing with like I think your wife has brain cancer or something. <laughs> well, I what? thought he was a fireman. Anyways, uh. No, you're what you're. So we're gonna camp. So whatever. Well, fi- this <laughs> or, is Firewatch. We're watching Firewatch. Um, and as, as Firewatch gameplay on YouTube. And uh, the company that developed it, Campo Santo, uh, they are the ones that decided to issue a DMCA takedown to PewDiePie because he used the N word. Um, and a lot of people have been questioning whether or not that's legal. Can you actually uh, issue DMCA takedowns to specific people? Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, Campo Santo's website actually says the following. Can I stream this game? Can I make money off of those streams? That's that's you as the player asking mm-hmm. questions. Uh, Campo Cento says, yes, we love that people stream, love the people stream and share their experiences in the game. You are free to monetize your videos as well. Uh, does this constitute a contract with Let's Players that can't be revoked? No, that's not at all. There is no contract there. Does Campo Cento still own the IP rights? Yes. Uh, can they at will withdraw the rights of Let's Players to play their games? Yes, so they can take away those rights uh, to upload and monetize videos with, about Firewatch whenever they want. They can do that uh, anytime they want. Um, and it's, uh, I think this is Lawrence, but because uh, he put some notes in. Uh, it's a scary reminder that Let's Plays still exist at the mercy of IP holders. Um, and like we talked about before, if Call of Duty decided that nobody could play Call of Duty on YouTube, they could say, mm-hmm. Activision could be like, yep, uh, we decided to unmonetize all of those videos. And now we're going to copyright claim all of the Call of Duty gameplays. They could do that. Isn't that what Nintendo used to do? Or do they still do that? They or? still kind of do it. They you still have to be part of it. their network. Yes. Oh. So yes. Well, here's here's the other. This is where it gets a little crazy. You can do a, you can do, you can do a monetize. There's a different, few different avenues you can go through, uh, especially on YouTube. Uh, you can do the claim, which means the copyright holder goes, hey, you stole my video because this has been an ongoing problem with YouTube. So we can do this too. We tend to not to, but someone could just upload one of our videos and go, uh, and they're monetizing. We go, uh, that's our video claim. Mm-hmm. And so we claim it. And now the video will still make money because YouTube wants to make money. Now the correct copyright holder will just get that oh. money. Yeah. Um, and it's gotten better. Now the money like goes into escrow 
and these sorts of things when there is a dispute, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then there's just the full-on DMCA takedown. That is, you stole a thing that we did not want to be uploaded in this manner. We are taking it down. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is what they're doing. They're doing the uh, Scorch Earth policy. Right. Now, the funny thing is people are re-uploading PewDiePie's video on their channels. Yeah. Um, and I think he just did like one gameplay. He did like a full gameplay hmm. of like two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Well, there's a, there are kind of a few consequences to this, uh, avenue of the controversy, which is, um, if you're, if you're thinking about like the worst possible outcome, do all YouTubers lose out on open ad revenue? Uh, and are we looking at like a more difficult selective process to be granted let's play rights in the first place? And that's kind of what Nintendo started doing with their creators program. It's not the greatest revenue share in the world. I've looked at it. Yeah. But their, their solution is, is this or nothing? Yeah, and, and that's even weirder and scarier. A little weirder. Um, I guess another another question Lawrence posed: uh, Would this have happened eventually, even without PewDiePie? Um, I don't think we're. I don't. I, I feel like none of us are blaming PewDiePie for this. Uh, I think this is something that we've always known years for years and years and years. We've known that uh, publishers and developers and stuff like that could do this anytime they wanted. It just yeah. never did. Um, and we have a, you know, we like like Adam said earlier, we have a kind of like an unspoken agreement, which is like. You play our game, monetize it, and that's marketing for us. And then ideally, it'll sell more copies of Firewatch or whatever yeah, else. Right. Well, they're going to make more money off of the the sale of a game than they would if they were to copyright claim a video that has you know ten thousand views. Right. Um, that's I think that's the mindset typically. And so we're kind of in a weird a weird space there with YouTube and Let's Players and stuff like that. Um, and I, you know, I think this is I I personally think this is just the Firewatch developers, Campo Santo, making a statement. I think that's what it is. I think they're saying. We don't want this guy to play anymore because of the way he talks and the way he acts. So one of the co-founders, Sean Vanneman, yeah. kind of went on a uh, Twitter rampage. He did. Um, where he said, there is a bit of leeway uh, you have to have with the internet when you wake up every day and make video games. There's also a breaking point. I'm sick of this child getting more and more chances to make money off of what we make. It's like, well, tell us what you really think. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he is worse than a closeted racist. He's a propagator of uh, despicable garbage that does real damage to the culture around this industry. So this is this is the breaking point that PewDiePie pushed a game developer to go this mm-hmm. route. Yeah. So that's why I, I, it does definitely feel like an extreme. Yeah. Um this is these are these are feelings this uh individual or company has had towards an individual for probably some time. Obviously, it's kind of clear there. He's saying, I'd urge other developers and we'll be reaching out to folks much larger than us to cut him off from the content that has made him a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Millionaire. Uh, furthermore, we're complicit. I'm sure we've made money off of uh, off of the 5.7 million views that video uh, has, and that's something for us to think about. And this, so this is very much like stream of consciousness. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting yeah. he says that, too, because I'm always like, something for you to think about. Does that mean that you're going to give that money to charity? Or like, are you just going to be like, Darn it, and then keep the money. I, you know, yeah. like no. I mean, how do you, how do you quantify those sales? I mean, I, you can't. I, I don't. I don't know if I bet you can. I bet you can quantify those sales. Maybe, um, or but... or even quantify the monetization that that video has. Yeah. So well, he says. Uh, he lastly, uh, this is from twenty three hours ago. Freedom of speech is freedom of prosecution. His stream is not commentary. It is ad growth for his brand. Our game on his channel equal endorsement. Right. That's so, those are those are his words. So that was uh, that was the end of it. And that's and the video is no longer on his channel. 
that's where it ended. Yeah, it's been so. it's been taken down. Uh, yeah, that was so, Sean Vanneman from Campo Santo, the guys that developed Firewatch. Yep, and um, legally, uh, it de- does not matter how you feel about this. Uh, Campo Santo has the right to do that, and so does right. every other game company developer. We're we're talking about extremes here, and like worst case scenario, I don't think you'll ever get that way. I think you'll always be able to monetize gameplay, which is really cool because mm-hmm. you can't just upload a movie. Or um, an audio book to your YouTube channel and go, look, yep. video games are the, I think it's the one medium that's completely different and unique that it is a interactive medium that you can put your own spin on it and you can add, I mean, you don't even need to do commentary. Yeah. You you could just upload a video gameplay of most games and monetize it. I mean, a lot of times that. I'll look up no commentary. Yeah. Because I don't want it, some guy being like, whoa, check <laughs> that out. I, I, I watched uh, some gameplay. Bruce and I, oh, we can talk about this too after we're done with this story. Yeah. But uh, Bruce and I flipped to uh, Lucas oh, film yeah. for the weekend. And I downloaded a 24-minute gameplay video of Ruiner. Um, I used the, uh, did the YouTube Red thing, just downloaded it before we got on the plane. And... I just wanted to watch someone play a game because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm curious how this game plays. And I got pretty fucking excited about it. Yeah. And I think it was just like some news channel, like a Eurogamer type or whatever. And I was like, cool, awesome. One other thing mm. that Adam Kovic is really excited about is Blue Apron. There, that was a nice segue. Um, <laughs> I was looking for a segue there for a long time. <laughs> how does Lawrence do it? I, I actually don't know. Um, so this uh, Dude Soup is sponsored by Blue Apron this week. Those who spend a lot at restaurants or at high-end grocery chains can now spend under $10 per person for a delicious meal, uh, Adam, can you give us a few uh, a few things that you've done with Blue Apron in the in, like personally in your kitchen? Man, um, I can't I can't remember the um, recipe titles offhand, but that's okay. We'll get to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're um, yeah. Jess and I've been doing it for a couple months now, I think. And yeah, it's uh, man, I'm I'm a big fan of the the poultry, the chickens, yeah. the steaks. You've been over overhauling your entire kitchen because you've been cooking with Blue Apron so often, right? Basically, yes. Uh, I cook way more. Yeah. Um, and God, it's good. It's good stuff. Good ingredients. Good yeah. foods. Good there's things. A, there's some uh, featured upcoming meals. Uh, I believe this month, uh, summer vegetable and egg paninis with Calabrian or Calabrian chili mayonnaise and caprese salad. It's good. Uh, soy glazed pork and rice cakes with bok choy and marinated green beans. Skillet vegetable chili with cornmeal and cheddar drop biscuits. And garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad and roasted purple tomatoes. Uh, John, it looks like you might be drooling there a little bit. I'm all about those cheddar drop biscuits. <laughs> I, I love those cheddar, those cheddar drop biscuits sound good every time I read them, too. Uh, Blue Raper knows you're busy, so now they're offering 30-minute meal, meals. These meals are made with the same flavor and farm-fresh ingredients you know and love and are ready in 30 minutes or less. Uh, so check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash soup. That's blueapron.com slash soup. Thank you very much, Blue Apron, for sponsoring Dude Soup. We appreciate uh, it. I will say, this is not part of the ad read, but I will say this. Uh, one of my favorite things about using Blue Apron is, I w- Jess is not the pickiest, I wouldn't say she's a picky eater at all, but there are certain things that like, she doesn't want to eat. So it's like, like either like beans or raisins if they're in a meal. And to her credit, ever since we did Blue Apron, she goes, I will just trust them. Wow. Because every time we've made a meal, it's always been good. And we made something with raisins one time. She goes, you know what? I'm going to trust them. And we cooked it with raisins. Totally fine. All Great good. meal. Okay. Nice. All right. Good stuff. So you, go. uh, you might learn to try some new foods if you're kind of a picky eater. Give it a whirl. Yeah. It's always delicious. It's always good stuff. Um, so moving on to Lucasfilm. Oh, sure. You want to close out uh, oh, we can, the, the end of our, have, end of our careers? Final, you have, do you have final thoughts about the uh, I got, well, uh, I mean, the Campo Santo stuff? I did just want to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh, what are you? I'm uh, not worried. If you have not seen Everything is a Remix, the uh, Vimeo miniseries. 
I've heard about this. Yeah. Vimeo, yeah. It's just yeah, Vimeo, it's a website. <laughs> um, this was a doc series that got made, like, it got kickstarted way back in the day, like nine years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, and it's basically, uh, it talks about the history of content creation, um, and it also talks about the or- origin of copyright law. Oh, yeah. And when copyright law was originally created, the uh, it was written so that the original creator had exclu- exclusivity mm-hmm. and owned it just for a very short amount of time. And that was to prevent, you know, a big business coming in and taking their idea and putting it nationwide on the shelves before this small inventor could do it. Yeah, like McDonald's. But then it, yeah, but then it very quickly went into the public domain and allowed anyone to do whatever the fuck they wanted with it. Yeah. And you didn't own it anymore. You created it, you owned it for a little bit, and then everyone, the world owned it. And it was meant to spur innovation and remixing. Oh. Um, but over the course of the past, like, 100 years, uh, corporate lawyers have eventually switched it to be the exact opposite, which is that if you make something, you own it forever, and no one can do anything with it without your direct consent so yes the current law uh all these people own their ip but should they <laughs> well at least for 45 years right well, is that, or is 75 it, years is it, yeah is it 50 or 75 it used to be like like 12 weeks or something really yeah or like a year i think um it's really interesting yeah and i mean you know some crazy shit got made during that time <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like what? What are you talking Avatar, about? Oh man, there were Avatar so two. many advancements to the wheelbarrow. It was insane. <laughs> Wait, was I, was like, this back in like caveman times? No, <laughs> this was like you know a hundred years ago. Me make wheelbarrow. Yeah, what are you talking about? You copy, uh, copy IP claim. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I assume I, that's I just, how cavemen talk. I can't wait till Mickey get, goes in that public domain. It's never gonna happen because uh, Disney. They what? Keep, they, they keep, keep fighting keep, it. Yeah, they, well, they're gonna keep renewing it, aren't they? There's something. But that's not why copyright law was made. What are they doing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it turns out when money's involved, yeah, uh, that usually reigns king. I know. It's uh, yeah. I will check that documentary out though. Yeah, it's great. It's like four parts. It's all on Vimeo. They're like ten minutes each. What is Vimeo? they talk about Star Wars, <laughs> um, and how it was basically just a mod podge of like dozens of older movies and Kill Bill as well. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really interesting series. Okay. And it'll make you hate copyright law. <laughs> Wait, hate it or oh, so uh, hate current day copyright current day law copyright because law. the the people who made it would be spinning in their graves <laughs> right now. Well, they don't own those graves anymore because I'm out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, copyright ended on it. All right. Well, speaking of copyright and stuff. Oh yeah. We're talking about Lucasfilm. Man, uh, Adam and I went to Lucasfilm on Friday, which is uh, a few days from when this podcast goes up. How did that come about? Uh, it was really super weird. So I met this uh, fan at RTX. Who, who kept staring at me in a restaurant. Like, he kept looking at me, like, because I was, again. Licking his lips. At, at RTX, <laughs> you kind of assume that everybody's there, that they, they know Funhouse Achievement Hunter, all the people that are in Rooster Teeth. And so I was eating it's lunch. It's the opposite of everyday life. It is the opposite of everyday life. It's yes. true. Because uh, nobody's looking at me when, <laughs> when it's normal life. Um, but I was sitting eating, eating lunch, and this fan and his girlfriend were sitting at a table, and they kept looking at me. And, I, and eventually, I kind of, like, went over, and I was like, do you want to take a picture or something? Because I don't want to be an asshole. And, like, think that somebody wants a picture and they're like yeah 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 so i was like oh yeah cool so um so i sit down with them kind of like bullshit for a second and we take a picture and he's like hey my friend works at lucasfilm and i'm th- i'm thinking to myself no fucking way this guy's totally bullshitting me he probably means the janitor for the building that's like three blocks down from lucasfilm uh 
And I was like, yeah, sure. Okay, sure. And he's like, do you want to do you want a tour? And I was like, well, of course, of course, I'd love a tour of Lucasfilm. I've always wanted to do that. And he's like, all right, well, I'll get in contact with my friend. And I was like, sure, you will. Sure, sure you will. <laughs> uh, and uh, I gave him my email address. And and I was like, just email me whenever you want. Yeah. And he did. He uh, he connected me with a guy that works as, uh, at Lucasfilm. His name is Daniel. And he was like, yeah, Daniel and I, like, they, I guess they had known each other for a year or two or whatever. Um, and I think Daniel was in charge of events, right, at Lucasfilm? I believe, I don't know what his official title was. Yeah, but, um, I, th- I think he was he was helping to run events or running events. Yeah. Um, Super cool guy. Great guy. And we and we yeah. connected with Daniel, and he's like, yeah, come up any one of these dates. And that was it. We, uh, Adam and I, bought our own flights and flew up there and took a lift to Lucasfilm and showed up. And I was like, this could... This could backfire at any second. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought for sure. I was like, well, this... we, we got to the lobby and they're, we're like, we're here to see Daniel. Like, oh, he's not here right now. And yeah. Bruce is like, text me. And he's like, what do you say? He's like, I'm late. BB 8 held me up at the airport. And we're like, <laughs> and we were like, haha, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, so but it was actually BB 8. Uh, yes. So, well, the funny thing is, it reminded me of a time when I went to Disney World and I went to, uh, they, the the Animal Kingdom. I think they still have that ride. It's the, the like Operation Everest or whatever, where there's like a Yeti inside. Yeah. And we went on the ride and afterwards, like, oh, the Yeti didn't go off. Because I remember seeing a, an ad for the Yeti. There's like mm-hmm. a big crazy Yeti with like a, a crazy like <laughs> like jet propulsion arm that's like supposed to rocket at you. <laughs> and all of us, this thing's just like, it was just sitting there like, Rah. and so I was like, oh, what's going on? And the guy working goes, oh, well, the uh, Yeti went on vacation. I'm like, I'm a fucking adult. Talk, like, <laughs> I know we're at Disneyland, but talk to me like an adult. Uh, but in this situation, uh, Daniel was actually being held up at the airport because he had BB-8. In, a, in two boxes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, he's he's the guy. He was in Vegas for uh, uh, like a Star Wars event. Yeah. And he was the one controlling BB-8 to go around. It's like, we're like, oh, wow. And he had the giant case. And he's like, oh, here's a BB-8. I got to go put him away real quick. Okay. I we're, thought you were going to say BB-8 has a like a crippling gambling addiction. <laughs> <laughs> and he had to go pick him up. <laughs> BB-8's at the bunny ranch again. <laughs> um, he won't stop fucking. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but BB-8 was actually holding him up. So wow. when, when Daniel finally showed up, I kind of blew up, blew my mind. I was like, "Well, yeah. hello! I, did, I thought you were fake." <laughs> um, and uh, and then he we we toured uh, Lucasfilm and ILM and like. Well, at first they sat us in a theater. Oh yeah, because like everyone goes. There's like they do normal tours. Like I think mm-hmm. you can sign up and do it or whatever. Um, they're right off the bat. Their lobby is like the nicest lobby in the world. It looks like. Uh, it's like a library out of like a, a James was it J- J- Jules Verne novel or oh, something yeah. like that. It's all like very league. Uh, it's very cool. Not league of Shortening. <laughs> 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 uh, but um, yeah, and then they sit you in a theater and they're like, oh yeah, we're just going to show you some some stuff. So it's, it's all the, like ILM trailers and like sizzle reels of like all the a lot of the uh, the work ILM um, artists have done mm. over like they did. Uh, was it they did it was like Kong and Skull Island and. Deep, yeah, Deepwater Horizon, which is, and they're just showing like, you see these reels on like their YouTube channels and stuff, or Vimeo, and uh, they show you like the process of it. But holy shit, was it not the best sounding theater I've ever been in? Yeah, it was. Because oh, it's obviously okay. a THX yeah. Skywalker theater. Skywalker sound and the whole thing. Oh, right, THX. And so they, they showed like the Ready Player One trailer, and I was just like, God Ooh, damn, it I've awesome. seen it before, yeah, it and awesome. it looked even better. Yeah. Um, mm. They also, this was crazy. Well, then after we, we met a, an artist, well, an ILM. Uh, yeah, so when we were yeah. in the theater, we watched. They, they had some really cool deconstructions of the special effects that ILM applied to each film. So, like, they'll show the original slate, which was, like, the Deepwater Horizon uh, oil rig built on some back lot with no green screens or anything, just, just a tiny little rig. And then they'd show every level of special effects they'd add. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, it was amazing how much ILM had done and how many people it took and how much computing time it took to make these special effects for you know basically you kind of took it for granted in the movie yeah when you watch yeah. it it looked real it's all you like, see is the finished product and you go yeah of course 
they just said make it and there it is. Yeah. And it's like no no these guys are these guys are making half to like two thirds of the movie. Yeah wow. It's so crazy. We, we met that guy. There was a guy who walked up to him. He's like hey I watch Funhouse and we were both like oh that's weird. Yeah. Uh, and we're and, like are you on the tour? He goes oh no no I'm taking my family on a tour. I'm I'm one of the special effects artists on at ILM. Like I worked on Kong and I'm working on some of the new Star Wars stuff. And we're just like. It blew, it blew our <laughs> mind. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it blew our mind. And we were yeah. like, well, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Like yeah. you you are you're doing a bang up job. Like, you know, keep keep doing it. And he was like, he's like, oh, it's no big deal. Like he was sort of just swatted us away. And I was like, right. no, man, like yeah. you're a fucking genius. That's so cool. You're the actual hero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're the hero. So um so from there we we took the tour and we got to see a bunch of the props just from all the movies from our childhood. <laughs> Uh, which is which blows my mind. You could see like map paintings from ET. Well, the the best part they would uh, they would show like stuff really obscure things like, do you know what spaceship this one's from? And I'm like, some people are Armageddon men, other people are Deep Impact men. <laughs> I'm a Deep Impact man. <laughs> that's from Deep Impact. And they're like, and then we see some random thing. And I'm like, oh, that's a painting from Enemy Mine. And they're like, how do you know these crappy Dennis Quaid movies? Yeah. <laughs> that's because we and we they were impressed at our movie knowledge, which yeah. I thought was kind of funny. Well, then they had a. Uh, Draco from the movie Dragonheart. Dragonheart. Just like a, a, oh, a little, what? Dragon. Yeah, there's a little model on the floor, and we're just like, oh, Draco. And yeah. like, was Dennis Quaid inside his mouth with his sword? <laughs> no. No, no, he was somewhere cleaning. I think. Uh, yeah. the, like, <laughs> uh, we did see the LucasArts room, oh. which is like just closed off. And they're like, yeah, some guys work in there, but it's, you know, it that's where they made the game. Oh. Yeah, uh, LucasArts is they, like, they stop. It's still on the the wall there yeah. they're like oh yeah lucas arts and i was like oh yeah they made a lot of hmm. great fucking games john do you have any questions for us about, about lucasfilm Is there uh, you, want, you want to know that we saw or didn't see what was the most obscure movie that they actually worked on that you were like what the f are you Inner space it, well interspace i don't yeah, know they were obscure interspace i think the battery's not included in there too oh, really? um but the, but the, like the fact of the matter is, is they had there were thousands of movies that yeah, we couldn't that's keep, keep oh, track of. I will say the most obscure thing that was pretty cool was they showed um, they had a wall of crew photos from every movie oh, they worked on. Yes. Wow! And they said Photoshop exists because of these photos. And they're like, "What do you mean?" And they're like, two of the special effects artists who worked at ILM needed to create a program to make these group photos to like fit everyone in. Oh! And so they invented Photoshop to do group shots for people who worked at ILM. And so those guys left to go find Adobe. And then I think one of the guys came back and he works for so, ILM so now. So John Holy Noel. Holy shit. Yeah. It was John Noel is, he does special effects and has for years for ILM. But then his brother, I forget his name, his brother's name, was the one that I guess started Photoshop. Yeah. Um, I was like, holy shit. And another That's nuts. Yeah, was, I remember Photoshop used to say when you were booting it up, it would say like on the screen who worked on it. Yeah. Because it was such yeah, a small right. team. Yes, uh -huh. that's right. Um, but uh, either way, those crew photos were interesting because, like, one of the first crew photos they had, I think, was ET, and it was you know like six people that yeah. worked on the visual effects for ET. And then you'd watch the progression over the years from ET mm. till now, to like Transformers, and you're just like, and there's like there's like you know five hundred people, five hundred digital they digital artists drone yeah. to photograph the crew. Yeah, they um, had to, yeah exactly go into the ceiling or, or into the into the sky and I got, damn, show I should I should have shared a uh, my photo album with you, Bruce, because I, I took a lot of photos. You can if you want. I, it should um, pop up here in the email. Oh, it's okay. I mean, there, there's a video on Bruce's Instagram channel, I believe, of him. Interacting with R2. Oh, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, that's right. With um, R2. It was crazy. But this was pretty obscure. I'll tr we'll try to show it to the camera. Uh, this is a Roger Rabbit <laughs> statue. Oh, Here, I don't know if you can show that to sure them. Can. Um, I'll, I'll try to upload it on uh, my Instagram or Twitter or something so you guys can see it uh, for, for audio listeners. Um, but that is a stand up, uh, like a stand in they had. They used on set because, you know, they drew Roger Rabbit in mm -hmm. later. 
uh and so it, it's it's like it's creepy when you look at it up close it's like falling apart <laughs> but it's like they're like yeah this is what uh this is what bob hoskins would look at and so, and then like judge doom the one that gets flattened is like up against a bathroom wall it's cool. yeah. Whoa. it was really cool it was yeah. really frightening yeah i totally forgot I, I will upload those photos later to show you guys but um yeah island was like i felt i really felt like a kid yeah was, yeah well it's because it, all the movies that you watched when you were a kid like yeah it was the, that's it kind of brought you back to that uh that space, which is, and it's, again, it was, it blew my mind how much they worked on. Um, and I, it shouldn't, because I, I think back to all those special effects and I'm like, yeah, of course there's a reason why they were good or there's a reason why you like them. It's because it was the same people that did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. I was thinking that it was going to be them showing off kind of like new up and coming stuff, but nah. I didn't realize that they have, you know, the whole collection of their entire back catalog. It's like, it's all there. All there. That's they, they showed, that's so much more interesting. Well, they showed the model of the T Rex from Jurassic Park. Ooh, it's just uh, sitting there. Just yeah, yeah just, and like that's that's a piece of movie history that will you know forever be remembered. Well, they yeah. showed the original house from a series of unfortunate events, the Lemony Snicket oh, one, yeah. the movie they did, yeah. uh, and it's just this giant house and it's amazing. And they're like, yeah, they just built that from parts. There's a Home Depot down the street, and they just found pieces of wood and like just built it. And then there was a lot of these like amazing matte paintings from Hook, and they were on shower doors. Because they're like glass is really expensive, so they would just uh. go buy shower doors and paint <laughs> on that. It was like, and it's pretty cool because it's like it's this beautiful painting, but the the rim, the outside, is a shitty shower door. Yeah, yeah. But they just keep it up because it like it. Huh. It looks cool. Well, it's part again part of movie history. So it's like it's yeah. in these really you know really famous movies that everybody's seen, mm -hmm. and it's it's on a shower door. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was also the there was another really cool thing with the ET map painting. I think it's one of the shots from kind of above the valley as you're looking down into the valley that, uh, what, what's his name, Elliot lives in. And they showed us little Easter eggs on the map painting that the artist put in. So he's like, yeah, one of the drive-in movies that's barely there is showing Star Wars. And it says like Star Wars yeah. on the screen. Um, and uh, he was like, you know, there's a McDonald's over there and there's a few other, like, it's just, it's, well, the, fu it's the fun. Really, the really cool one was um, the Die Hard 2 map painting. Oh yeah. That they did uh, for like the end when like, it's like all the planes are like, they're grounded. And it's like the same five actors over and over, just painting different parts. But then um, it was right when Jim Henson died. So there's a bunch of like croaky frogs like everywhere. Oh. And there's like just little Easter eggs hidden in there. Like, huh. it's pretty amazing that because people would go in there with literally just a paintbrush and that those were the backgrounds for films. Um, but man, man, oh man, that was like the tour to end all tours. Yeah, it, mm. it, was, it was really great. And after that tour, I felt very, very tired. So I went to sleep on my Casper mattress. Perfect. I. <laughs> God, uh, this, this, podcast, this podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattress. Uh, Casper is made of supportive memory foams for a sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Plus, it's breathable design sleeps cool to help you regulate your temperature through the night, which I absolutely need because I sleep hot all the time. I think so does Adam. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we've slept in the same bed uh, very often. often. Uh, breathable design sleeps cool to oh, I already said that. Uh, buying the Casper is easy. So you order it online. Uh, it's delivered to your door in a compact box, which is actually true. It's about I think it's like four feet tall. Uh, not very, not very wide. Um, and then Lawrence loves to talk about it, but he's right. When you pop open the box, have you done this yet, mm -hmm. Casper? When you I've pop open it. the box and you like, you cut open the plastic that the the mattress is in. It just like it literally just poof, it like yeah. unfolds really fast. You got to be careful where you do it. I'm pretty. I think they they push it down with like a hydraulic press or yeah. something. Yeah. So it's yeah. just this like compressed foam, and yeah. then boom. it's really yeah. fun. It's um, and then free shipping, uh, free returns. It's available in the U.S., Canada, and now the U.K. Uh, Risk-free 100-day trial, so you can sleep on the bed for 100 days. If you don't like it, send it back, uh, and you don't have to pay anything. Um, so thank you to Casper for supporting our channel and for supporting our podcast. You can save 50 bucks on a mattress at www.casper.com/slash/dude-soup. 
And there's a code, which is also dude soup, all one word, D-U-D-E-S-O-U-P. You'd save 50 bucks on a Casper mattress at casper.com slash dude soup, code dude soup. Thank you again, Casper. Uh, both, I think, I think I sleep on a Casper mattress. I think Lawrence does. I think you have one. I have one. You do too? Man, this is one like, of the first things I bought when I moved in, into my new apartment. We've, we've wow. all got them. And I, Mr. Millionaire. I, 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 I love them. I think, I think they're great. So, so thank you again, Casper. Um, all right. So, what do you guys do? You, what do you guys want to do? You want to talk about more about Lucasfilm? We, we, could, do... we can close out with. We also did a YouTube tour. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We went to YouTube too. I forgot well, about that. I could. Uh, I, I I could mention a similar experience. I don't remember Please much do. of it because I was recovering from uh, almost shitting myself to death in Bangladesh. <laughs> but right. uh, when I went to Malaysia, oh, yeah. um, I went to the uh, I forget what it's called the Toy Museum. Um. And I learned about it, and that was the whole reason, because basically I worked in, I did a job in Bangladesh for a nonprofit, and then as part of payment, they just flew me back a week later uh, and let me go wherever I wanted, and I ended up spending everything I got paid in Malaysia that week after I worked it, so I came home penniless, um, <laughs> penniless. after working a job. But the whole, I went to Penang Island, uh, the toy museum, and they, for some reason, I don't know how, I don't know who, but it collected almost every toy that had ever existed and had it in this, uh, had it in this building. Weird. Um, a lot of toys. And they had, they had every single Star Wars toy. That, like, that's kind of why I was uh, reminded of it when you guys were talking about Lucas Hearts, because yeah. like, every Star Wars toy, every like World Wrestling Federation toy, yeah. um, a like. I think they had battle toads and stuff. Like I was also, I was once again, I was recovering from almost shitting myself to yeah, death. Yeah. So it's kind of a fever dream. <laughs> I might have just dreamt it. I might have never gone to Malaysia, but um, it was. Uh, I just, I mean, I can kind of empathize with what you guys were going through. You know, seeing your whole childhood. That yeah, was great uh, before your eyes. Like, but we weren't. It, on, we weren't about to kill ourselves. Yeah. Well, I, I almost no. We it, was, it was the virus inside of me that, oh, that was, was killing that you. Was trying to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine. Yeah, imagine something weird like it feels like a, a skit out of Eric Don Eric Andre show where like just weird creatures are popping out of the walls. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it was a good tour. <laughs> yeah, like, I love these toys. Yeah. There are no toys in this yeah. room. You're in a hotel room. Yeah, right there's now. a man covered in chains telling you to come with him. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's eating pieces of your brain. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Good dream. Yeah, that place no longer exists. It never did. Well, yeah, I don't think it <laughs> yeah, ever did. Yeah, actually, you're right. It's like uh, Disney's are the Disney knockoff Nara Land in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll move on to hard netting because uh, oh, yeah, we have to do that. Hard netting. There's a lot here. There's a there's a real meaty piece of hard netting we got. So uh, if you guys remember last week, uh, Jam to Go beat um, what was it? Arsuus or Arsus or whatever the thing that I wanted to win. Okay, um, it was the that Pokemon the guy that was the the leader of the Pokemon or whatever. Sure, I loved it. But this this beat it again. Jam to go, which is just it's magic. Just digital movies. Some sound, yeah. There, this is it here. Ooh, five points. This is what Jam to go is. Ooh. I don't know what it's it is. It's the future. It's no, that's no, no, no. what it is. It's yeah, the yeah. future. Hold on. But yes, I can't figure out. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's in the future when augmented reality exists. You'll put on your Google glasses mm-hmm. every time you put a recycle can. Yeah. In. Yes, you got the key to the, 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 the city. That's and cool. when you walk, you when you walk to work, you could say, oh, "I'd like to play the." I don't know why I went British there. I'd like to play the uh, walk to work game. And as you're walking to work, things are going to jump out of you. You got to dodge them while you're walking to work. You'll get points. You'll get to work with even more points than when you woke up. Thank you. That's augmented reality. When you pee. 
uh, into a bowl. You'll you can shoot targets. Oh yeah, well, we're gonna get there. But yeah. so, but you tell me what jam to go is. Jam to go is just it's a, it's a vision. It's yeah. just a vision with bad CG art. Look, look when they made Disney World, Epcot Center, they didn't go. Yeah, just make the future. First, they had to visualize, they had to visualize Bruce. It. All right, and then Jam to Go is visualizing it. Like I, the spinning dolphin, among many other dolphins. I like Jam to Go a lot, as much as the next guy. But I don't know necessarily think it's a hard net and champion. Unfortunately, it's won two weeks in a row. I think it's um, a little self-aware. I think it's too self-aware, and yeah. I 100% agree. I don't know. Which feels, brings me to the hard net and competitor. Feels pure. Uh, that Jam to Go is great. I like it. Don't get me wrong here. But which brings me to the hard net and competitor, the Alliance of universes. <laughs> so the Alliance of Universes, let me explain here. Uh, the Alliance of Universes is... Is a, this a PDF on DeviantArt? It absolutely <laughs> is. It's a PDF right. on DeviantArt right. made by Bud Charles. Uh, and the Alliance is, of Universes... What is that opening image? It's Toothless, Kimba, the the Simba ripoff. Well, the Simba ripped off Kimba. I don't know what that is. Golden that's Silver. Kimba. That's a Pokemon. Oh, that's Kimba. That's okay. Kimba, yeah. All right, so this is the that's the Alliance of Universes symbol here, with the A with the egg in the middle. <laughs> Uh, basic facts about the Alliance Universe, Alliance of Universes, is a group of universes which have joined together under one government for mutual protection. These universes include the Doctor Who, Pokemon, and My Little Pony universes, among many others. The requirements for being a member of the Alliance are that a universe provides military or non-military support to other member universes when attacked by non-Alliance forces. Oh, shit. <laughs> obeys the commands of the Alliance Emperor and their local regional commander. <laughs> And Wait, upholds, who's the emperor? But we'll find out. And upholds okay. the nine basic rights granted to all alliance <laughs> citizens. Uh, look, there's a lot here, so I'm just going to get to the most important parts. The nine basic rights uh, of the Alliance of Universal Alliance citizens are the right to public safety, access to food or its biological equivalent, <laughs> water, biological equivalent, health care. That's nice. Uh, clean, mean, hey, maybe some people eat shit. <laughs> clean, healthy, sustainable environment, sanitation. Uh, shelter or appropriate habitat. Right. You're, you're describing utopia. Continue. Absolutely. Uh, how long has it been around for? The Alliance has been around since what Since what for Earth was June 2011. However, mm -hmm. time in the Alliance's territories runs faster than on Earth. In fact, time in the Alliance runs faster than anywhere else. 24 hours on Earth equals 100 years <laughs> in the Alliance mm. of Universes. Oh, shit. Uh, Wait a minute. Hold on. This is like an argument I made when I was 11 so, and I wanted people to think I was older. Time in the various Alliance universe used to run at a different rates. However, it was sped up to match the fastest universe, Quilavaland. Quilavaland. That's Quilava, his, uh, his profile oh, uh, picture. Quilavaland. I'm sorry. Upon each new universe joining, cloning, and the ability to transfer. I'm not worried about cloning. How does it defend itself? <laughs> has it, the Alliance devoted a large portion of its efforts towards science since its inception. And as a result, has control of the laws of intermultiversal physics themselves and of the laws that govern infinities. By controlling these laws, the Alliance has made itself the most powerful entity that could ever exist. Bold mm -hmm. claim. Uh, there are Alliance universes right. politics. We can, we, can, we can skim through this. Hold on. on. The Alliance Emperor rules the entire Alliance, usually set out of the politics, uh, uphold the basic rights. There are regional commanders, the local government, the Alliance Parliament. Oh, Spyro. The, uh, the, oh. the Alliance Emperor is Bud Charles. What a coinky uh, dink. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I smell corruption in uh, the, uh, yeah. the Alliance. Hold of, on a called? minute. No, he's gone through a lot of hardships. He fled the is planet. Is that Bud Charles? He fled the planet, maybe. He fled the planet with his friends, the regional commanders, and a number of otters. <laughs> And built the civilization of Quilavaland, yep. which would later save the Alliance from the forces of the evil Dr. Eggman. <laughs> oh, shit, Eggman! Out of gratitude, the Alliance gave him the position of Emperor. There you go. Uh, there, there are regional commanders. Uh, Topaz Fox, Piplup, Jaden the Thunder Wolf. <laughs> These are all friends <laughs> the in, his, in his IRC chat room. Uh, Wait, they oh. gave him... <laughs> 
the position of emperor? Uh, how uh. does the parliament work? There's a parliament has two houses, the party house and the independent house. Oh, my uh, God. At least 50% of the members of both houses must agree on a recommendation before it's officially announced. Yeah. Uh, what are the major parties? Boy, oh, dear God. There's a lot of <laughs> centrist, green monarchist, libertarian, conservative monarchist. Uh, what did they score in the last two elections? There were elections in the Alliance oh, of Universes. Green Technological took yeah, it. Yeah, this is definitely like an IRC chat or something. Uh, like. He took it. Uh, we're, at, we're at 12 pages out of 56 in the PDF. <laughs> uh, how does the independent house work? We don't need to worry about Pika to Chu. Who were the top 25 from the last two elections? Chief Yoshi, Chief Yellow Yoshi, 114th. Uh, the Alliance have official advisors. Absolutely it does. Uh, agriculture advisors, Applejack. <laughs> Healthcare advisors, Fluttershy. <laughs> Oh my god. Sports Wait, what does Tails do? <laughs> the Tails, bottom there. He's utilities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the mighty have fallen. Why is utilities, but he is. Wait, what did wait, Darth Vader's on there? Oh, is Darth Vader on there? No, Darth Vectivus. He's the industry and resources. Okay. Uh <laughs> my bad. Uh how does the justice system work? Well, I don't know. It looks like oh in any case oh, so in Federal Alliance course, all sus suspects are kept in secure but comfortable cells until the case is over. Suspects and victims both have the right to a lawyer. That's nice. And to have all laws and proceedings explained to them. If it is proven beyond reasonable doubt that a suspect is guilty of any crime against the multiverse, they are sentenced to life imprisonment oh, no. in a maximum security prison, which is unpleasant, but where they are not denied any basic rights. But don't worry. It's only for 24 hours or 100 years. Yeah. Or, right? Right? Yeah. That is a life sentence. <laughs> Thousands <guess>. of years. <laughs> uh, there are territories. Bud Charles Universes. Uh, there's Nerd City. Uh, otters. How can a city be an entire universe? <laughs> no. Come on, bud. Uh, ot otters just says otters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's this. Oh, the Star Wars EU canon. I didn't know that. Look cool. At that. Uh, it's back. Gemini's universes. Keep going. There, there, boy, oh I mean, boy, there's a lot of universes. <laughs> Each guy got a universe. Uh, that's right. All the regional commanders got universes. So. Hold on. We're is this guy Mormon? Still scrolling past the universes. I've no idea. This is a history. It used to be. Okay. <laughs> on an alternate... I'll read this like a, like a movie. On an alternate version of Earth with futuristic technology, a local named Bud, fed up with the world's problems, gathered a group of friends. Together they freed hundreds of otters from traps. What is with the otters? Stole high-tech genetic modification equipment and stole a spaceship with a built-in self-sustaining ecosystem, then fled into deep space. And this goes on and on. Ooh, happy 9-11, everybody. on and on. How many of his friends do you think actually read this? I, I, probably the ones, the regional commanders. I mean, they, they, they probably yeah. contributed. Yeah. I would, oh. yeah. Can we uh, skip to the end here? Hold on. We're almost there. Uh, there are diagrams. <laughs> this is the map of the Central Alliance metaverse. So here you see. <laughs> it's just like Dungeons and Dragons. You see Earth is here. It's very small. Okay. Here. Let's see if I can zoom into that. Let's, you see there's Earth. Right. Is there a scale there? Um, <laughs> I don't know if there's a scale. Okay. Uh, I just didn't want oh, to Oh, why we didn't get to the Choo Choo Nazis. Hold on a minute. What? There's Choo Choo Nazis in here oh, somewhere. Oh, yeah, I did see like an evil that. Thomas the Tank Engine. Okay, here it is. So, well, when were the Choo Choo Nazis? Okay, here it is. In the depths of multiversal space, however, a new threat was beginning to rise. Jonathan, a local from the Halo universe, had developed multiversal travel of his own and used it to take control of the Thomas the Tank Engine, Grand Theft Auto, and My Little Pony universes, among others, turning them into his new Choo Choo Nazi Reich. The alliance of universes and Choo Choo Nazis inevitably crossed paths and war broke out. <laughs> oh, hate when war breaks out. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, so there are lots of key to claim. There's more Mapple of Central Alliance multiverse. There's more, more facts. Multiverse collection. Oh, now it explains what a multiverse is. Uh, there are I many just, planets. I just want people to admit they want to fuck 
the furry animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just say you want to fuck. Like, them. look, you, you draw it like that because you want to yeah. fuck it. It's okay. It's you don't. Right. You don't. You don't respect Applejack. Yeah, you just yeah. want to stick your your dick in it. You're allowed. Yeah, like you're allowed to want to fuck a cartoon. It's okay. fine as long as you don't do just it. Just admit Wait, it. Wait, does he explain how like carnivorous things don't eat each other in the different universes? Uh, is that uh, sure. so? Yeah, the alliance has developed technology which can produce artificial meat. Oh, okay. Which is chemically, <laughs> exactly the same as normal meat. Right. This was discovered by a scientist in the Kimba, the White Lion universe. There you go. But that's Simba. <laughs> that's Simba. It's not Kimba, but that's you know. Fl- that's fine. Um, alliance. Does the alliance have a flag? Absolutely. There it is. Oh yeah, it's uh That's a triangle. It's the white color represents the bright future of the alliance. Yeah, got a flag it's like right there. Up on the D pad. Um, <laughs> and what about a national anthem? Absolutely, it's got a national anthem. It's "We Are One" written in the Lion King universe. As you go <laughs> through life, you'll see. There is so much that we don't understand. Man, we are out of time. And the only thing we know that we are. is things don't always go the way Bruce, we we gotta we gotta start the post show. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That's a, and there's a cute picture at the end. <laughs> and there they are. So that's, All right. this is the Alliance of Universes. Updated, by the way. Bud Charles updated at some point. Um Cool. Um so what do I you don't think? know about you guys, but I would fuck Tails. Yeah, Tails is a guy. Yeah, Tails is a guy. What? Sorry, man. I mean, that's okay. That's progressive of you. Uh, all right, so hard netting. I need the votes. Uh, uh, jam to go or Alliance of Universes? I'm sticking to Jam to go. What about you? <sighs> that's a tough I choice. think Bud Bud put a lot of work into this, and it would be uh, Jam to go did too. To their to their career. yeah, but Jam to go is like awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 almost too cool to yeah. be in hard netting. Man, I'm gonna say Bud Charles. Bud Charles takes the cake. I'm, I'm gonna vote too. Quilava finish, right. and I'm voting for Bud Charles. Alliance well, Universe absolutely win. Cool. Jam to go has had his reign. This, uh, is, at, who are you high five? Me, right. he was high fiving me. <laughs> Bud Charles is on top. That's a, that's about right. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, Bud Charles, great job on the uh, map of Central Alliance multiverse. There, way to go, Bud. If you guys ever get a chance, Google this. Really take a look at this PDF because it might open your eyes well, to uh, we'll an put entirely a, new world. We'll put a link in the old descriptor there. We, we will. It's a. It's it a, might awaken something inside you. It's a beautiful place. Just admit you want to fuck the little animal. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. Come on. You see some pictures there, right there. Uh, you don't know why yep. you're attracted to the ponies. Probably that one on the, the bottom left. It's the thick calves and the the little <laughs> bit of ass, and it's it's little fuck me eyes. That's why you want it. <laughs> so, so thank you for watching, uh, dude soup. We appreciate it. Or listening to Dude Soup, uh, as always. Lawrence always has a really nice sign-off about how we really appreciate your support. Um, and I totally agree. I don't have that memorized like Lawrence does. He says, tell a friend. Yeah, he always says, tell a friend. That's good. That's good Run advice. in the background That's or good something. Advice. Just get our, our views art- artificially up. I'm actually going to tell <laughs> you to tell a friend about the Alliance of Universes. And uh, Dude Soup is fine, too. But It needs to grow. It does need to grow. And we need to be part of the Alliance of Universes. Maybe submit our uh, application to be in, in one of the regional commanders. Maybe saying. appoint your old friend Bruce. I'm just saying, those animators know what they're doing. A regional, <laughs> regional commander. They, know, the they know it's making kids feel weird in the pants. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so thank you again for listening or watching uh, Dude Soup. And the post show is coming up in about, let's say, seven minutes while we set up for that. Uh, in the meantime, we appreciate all the support. Bye, guys. Later. Fuck the pony. Don't fuck the pony. Don't fuck it. Well, you can't. It's not real. <laughs>